Pastor Judy Owino and I'm the lead pastor of Lifepool Chapel Kisumu. Our anniversary is coming from Tuesday on the date of 6th. We'll have ministers of God coming to impact our lives. I want to tell us that it's our season of enlargement. God is willing and ready to enlarge us in whichever capacity. If you allow the power of darkness to stay around you for long, it is impossible for life to spring up from you. This is our season of enlargement. Pastor Judy Owino and I'm the lead pastor of Lifepool Chapel Kisumu. Our anniversary is coming from Tuesday on the date of 6th. We'll have ministers of God coming to impact our lives. I want to tell us that it's our season of enlargement. God is willing and ready to enlarge us in whichever capacity. If you allow the power of darkness to stay around you for long, it is impossible for life to... I'm born again. I love the Lord Jesus as my personal Savior. Um, I'm a mother of two, a wife of one. <laughs> On a day-to-day -day basis, I run a company called Abuken General Engineering. I'm a director there. Um, but professionally, I have a degree in finance. I came to Life Pool in 2019, and that is where I met the Lord. That is, where I gave my, that is when I gave my life to Christ. That was 2019, September. And it's been, it's been a journey. It's been a great journey. Um, I was known as the drunkard. There was not a single weekend I would be found in my house. But ever since I met Christ, Christ changed my life. I have become a wholesome person. I've moved from praying, a minute of praying, and not even knowing what to tell God in my prayer sessions, to having a whole hour-long prayer session. And it, it's been great. It's been great, really. I have really and truly experienced the grace of God. I have seen God's hand in every aspect of my life. In, in my business, I've seen the grace of God in my family. I thank God for Life Food Chapel. I thank God for the prophet of the house. I have really improved as a person. Generally, I'm a better person. And I'm still a work in progress. I, I want to believe that I will get better and better as the days go by. This far, I do not regret the decision that I made in 2019. I am glad and honored to serve at the City of Grace, Kisumu.
Hi, my name is Jeanette Akini Obe. I'm born again. I love the Lord Jesus as my personal Savior. Um, I'm a mother of two, a wife of one. <laughs> On a day-to-day -day basis, I run a company called Abuken General Engineering. I'm a director there. Um, but professionally, I have a degree in finance. I came to Life Pool in 2019, and that is where I met the Lord. That is where I gave my. That is when I gave my life to Christ. That was 2019 September, and it's been it's been a journey. It's been a great journey. Um, I was known as the drunkard. There was not a single weekend I would be found in my house. But ever since I met Christ. Christ changed my life. I have become a wholesome person. I've moved from praying, a minute of praying, and not even knowing what to tell God in my prayer sessions, to having a whole hour-long prayer session. And it's, it's been great. It's been great, really. I have really and truly experienced the grace of God. I have seen God's hand in every aspect of my life. In, in my business, I've seen the grace of God in my family. I thank God for Life Food Chapel. I thank God for the prophet of the house. I have really improved as a person. Generally, I'm a better person. And I'm still a work in progress. I, I want to believe that I will get better and better as the days go by. This far, I do not regret the decision that I made in 2019. I am glad and honored to serve at the City of Grace, Kisumu.
machunya, woto gi Yesu, e machunya gombo. Woto gi Yesu, e Tunyago, 
this is a season of enlargement don't be limited Amen. the Bible says in the book of Isaiah 26 verse 15 you have increased the nation O Lord you have increased the nation you are glorified you have extended all the borders of the land let me tell you God is anointing our feet for greatness God wants us to take us to places that they say we could not enter cities they already cancelled us and so God is anointing our feet for greatness and is bringing enlargement and expansion let me tell you when I joined Lifeful Chapel I was just a feeble person knowing how to sing knowing just how to to worship until a man of God saw something that I never saw and he saw a leader and I said to myself ah this feeble girl that can only sing choruses this woman that only just loves her face but a man of God saw a woman who can lead and take cities for Jesus Amen. and when he said Kisumu we are launching you out in my heart I said father could there be someone we are going with but he said no you are the one and from that time I've never looked back from that time I have put my hand on the plow because God spoke through a man and through a father serving under his leadership for more than five seven to eight and to ten years I have I have been enlarged I have been expanded and so I'm not only just bringing a speaker I'm not just bringing another speaker I'm bringing a father I'm bringing a man of God a man after God's heart he sees the things that are unseen the things that people cannot see and so he's our spiritual father the overseer of lifeful chapel churches the general himself the wisdom he carries you can't remain the same he is an author the book we read breaking the back of luck it breaks everything that poverty carries in our lives I'm a testimony of his leadership of submitting under his anointing and Kisumu let me tell you I'm bringing a man after God's heart a servant that God has chosen to lead us to the other side do we receive him I want to welcome our bishop Rev Welly Odendo man of God we love you man of God we receive you can we clap for him can we celebrate him oh you may you call us out of our comfort may you call us into a place of enlightenment bishop we welcome you and we love you and we are ready for you in Jesus name Amen.
Hi, my name is Jeanette Akinyi Obe. I'm born again. I love the Lord Jesus as my personal Savior. Um, I'm a mother of two, a wife of one. On <laughs> a day-to-day basis, I run a company called Abuken General Engineering. I'm a director there. Um, but professionally, I have a degree in finance. I came to Life Pool in 2019, and that is where I met the Lord. That is where I gave my. That is when I gave my life to Christ. That was 2019 September, and it's been it's been a journey. It's been a great journey. Um, I was known as the drunkard. There was not a single weekend I would be found in my house. But ever since I met Christ, Christ changed my life. I have become. Yes, <laughs> 
My mouth will be full of praise this evening, Lord. Worship you. Worthy 
you the house, you the you the house, you alone deserve One more time. Worthy is your name, Jesus. Jesus, you alone, you deserve the praise. Worthy is your name, worthy is your name, Jesus. You deserve the praise. Worthy is your name. Hallelujah. He's worthy of all glory. Shout until your neighbor knows you love Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh. Hasn't God been good? He's been good. He's been so good. Oh, yeah. I want us to praise the Lord a little bit. So make yes. some room in your living room. Come on. Now come transportation. I know Mungu wetu leo Ainuliwe Bwana wa mabwana Ainuliwe Mungu wetu leo Ainuliwe Bwana wa mabwana Ainuliwe Mungu wetu leo Ainuliwe Bwana wa mabwana Ainuliwe Mungu wetu leo Ainuliwe Mungu wetu leo apewe sifa Bwana wa mabwana apewe sifa Mungu wetu leo apewe sifa Bwana wa mabwana apewe sifa Mungu wetu leo apewe sifa Bwana wa mabwana yeye apewe sifa Mungu wetu leo apewe sifa Bwana wa mabwana ainuliwe Mungu wetu leo ainuliwe Bwana wa mabwana sema ainuliwe Mungu wetu leo ainuliwe Bwana wa mabwana one more time ainuliwe Mungu wetu leo ainuliwe Bwana wa mabwana sema ainuliwe Ladies, you need a new two time Hosanna. Two time Hosanna. Two kids, Ungo Kaki, two time Hosanna. One more time, ladies, go. Two time Hosanna. Time by Hosanna. Two times 
tutasifu hosana tukizunguka kiti chaenzi tutasifu hosana tutasifu hosana tutasifu hosana tukizunguka kiti chaenzi tutasifu hosana Tutasifu hosana Tukizunguka kiti chaesi Tutasifu hosana Hallelujah Thanks Thanks I give you thanks For all you've done I am so blessed My soul is at rest Oh Lord, I give you thanks He's been so good, sing thanks Thanks, thanks I give you thanks for all you've done. I am so blessed, I am so blessed. Oh, my soul is addressed. Oh, Lord, I give you thanks. Sing thank you. Happy New Year to the Lifepool Chapel churches in Kisumu. Yeah. You are two years old again. Well, this is the day that the Lord has made that we may rejoice and be glad in it. And this does not just go out to the Lifepool Chapel churches. It goes out to all of us who are listening to me tonight because the word of God is not for a people, it's for a season. And if you are living in this season, the word of the Lord is coming to you. So I'll request you to do one thing. Let us go ahead and share this video right now. Because if you are thankful to God, if you celebrate what the Lord has done, I want you to share this video and let the people know the bishop is on. And I'm going to be bringing the word of God right about now. So I want you to go ahead and share the particular telecast and let the people know that the word of the Lord is about to go forth in power and in majesty. Let us thanks, thanks, 
I give you thanks. We say for all you done. Yes, we do. I am so blessed. My soul. My soul is a trash. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. What do I do? I give you thanks. Sing thank you, Jesus. Yes, we thank you, Lord. Thanks. We say. We say. I give you thanks for all, for all you done. I am so blessed, my soul, my soul is oppressed. Oh Lord, I give you thanks. Hallelujah to the Lamb of Glory. Amen. Thank you very much, Father's Band, and everybody working around us. We are glad that this has been made possible by the great and fantastic production team that we have here. You know, it was our desire for us to be in a city called Kisumu, but because of the times and the seasons that we are living in, the Lord has ordained that those who are in Kisumu and around the world should listen to the word using this particular medium. And so I'll go straight to the ministry of the word, but before I do that, I want to acknowledge the great work that my lovely daughter, the servant of the Lord, is doing, Pastor Judy. I love you and I honor the work that you've been able to do to plant a church in a season as a woman and to lead a church in a season like this has taken the grace of God and the hand of God upon your life. And that's why we believe that you are the city of grace. You are the manifestation of grace to be able to build and then be brought down and then build again. It has taken the gracious hand of God being upon you and the people whom the Lord has brought around you. So wherever you are, go on the comment section and celebrate my lovely, dear, precious daughter. Give her a hand, celebrate her. We love you, Pastor Judy. We honor you. You are amazing. You are anointed. You are gracious. You are seasoned. You are all things beautiful that the Lord could make for a people in Kisumu. And alongside you is one of my elder sons, a man that I love and a man that I've seen the Lord. He has taken all the things that I have and has turned words into things. And this is his lovely husband, Mr. Ibrahim Hagai Jacom. You know very well, you started with us from the first day. You have invested in the kingdom. And the Lord has guided and walked with you. And I believe in this season, he shall continue to walk with you. Being a man, an elder in a church, and being ready to become a man and a, a, an associate to be ministered to by your wife, it takes the grace of God to be under the authority of your wife in the church and then for her to be under you in the house. It just takes the hand of God, but you too have carried it with so much grace. You have carried it with so much humility. You have carried it with so much honor until I know when people look at you, they will admire your God and admire your testimony. You are a proud, you are a people that you are proud to be associated with. So we also appreciate you, Elder Ibrahim Jacom in Kisumu for standing with the woman of God. When you came to me and you wanted to go do business in Kisumu, I stopped you and I told you, no, do the church and then you'll do the business. And look what the Lord has done. You said, yes, sir. You were saying, I wanted to go do this. Now, if you never honored me, you would not have come to me. You would have just gone and started and doing your business. But when I told you, do the church and the Lord will do your biz and... 
you have gone for it and you have worked so tirelessly with this church and worked so tirelessly in my life. And so I am glad of children like you who can be stopped when they are about to act. You know, others say I've already, I've already started, but you, you are ready to stop and you've gone for the church. And now we have a church in Kisumu and all the testimonies you are having in Kisumu is because this man was ready to sit under the authority of the wife and under my authority so that he can go and be part and parcel of what the Lord is doing in Kisumu. So tonight, we are gathered under the grace and the agencies of Pastor Judy in Kisumu, but we're also gathered for the purpose of hearing the word of God. You're not just here to hear about the lovely people they are, for lovely people they are. We want to hear the word of the Lord, and this is a season of enlargement. And tonight I'll be talking about the principles of enlargement. So get your Bible, get your notebook, get your text, get anything. I think that's already powerful. What do you think, George? That's, yeah, that must be powerful. So, in Russia. So I'm joined here by a few of us. So 2 Kings chapter number 6 reads this. And the sons of the prophet said to Elijah, Elisha, see now the place where we dwell with you is too small for us. Please let us go to the Jordan and let every man take a beam from there. And let us make there a place where we may dwell. So he answered, go. Then one said, please consent to go with your servants. And he answered, I will go. So when he went with them and when they came to the Jordan, they cut down trees. But as one was cutting down a tree, the iron axe fell into the water. And he cried out and said, alas, master, Jesus Christ, for it was borrowed. So the man of God said, where did it fall? And he showed him the place. So he cut off a stick and threw it in there. And he made the iron float. Therefore, he said, pick it up for yourself. So he reached out his hand and he took it. Now, because of the interest of time, I will be quoting the verses. But trust me, as I quote the verses, they are there. So even if I don't read them, they are there. Just trust that they are there. And you will go and confirm later that they are there. Because some of us are running on bundles, others are running on Wi-Fi. So we don't want those ones who are running on bundles to strain. And tomorrow again, we are coming for service. And Sunday again, we are coming for service. So we want you to also be stewards of the little resources that God has put in your hand. Now, the story begins by saying that it got to a place where the man of God uh, was gathered with his sons and the sons said, see now the place where we dwell with you is too small for us. And this is what enlargement causes because it is possible that what used to fit stops fitting. It is possible that what used to work stops working. It is possible that what was big suddenly becomes small. And unfortunately, for many of us, we have stayed in a, we have become, uh, we have stayed in a very small area for so long. But because we have not yet been enlarged, we have never realized that the place was small. It is not that the place became small. The place was always small. It is by you growing up to stature, by you being enlarged, that is when you start realizing that actually this place is small. It is us when God has worked and journeyed with us and brought these principles into our lives. That's when it hits us. Actually, it is not that the place is small. It is me who was small. Yeah. And now when God enlarges you, then you discover, actually, it is not that things are becoming cheap. It is you who is becoming blessed. 
It is not that things are, are, are becoming low in value. It is you as increased your value. And so when you look back, you discover, I, I never thought this could be possible. But when the Lord enlarges you, you begin to wonder, hey, now I can afford this and that and still go ahead and sleep. The things now I can buy without a loan amaze me. Because the same, same man who struggled for lunch now eats without thinking. Because when God enlarges you, it is you who becomes enlarged and the place does not get enlarged. God is not making the place bigger. God is about making you bigger. And for you to become bigger, you must cooperate with the principles of the kingdom and the principles of enlargement. It must be you knowing what God has ordained for you to work with what God is working with so that you can bring yourself to the place that God wants you to be. And so I want you to know that there is no crisis that you cannot outgrow. Actually, problems are just a measure of sizes. Your problem shows your size. So instead of you tackling the problem, just increase your size. And you'll discover that the bully was not actually as big as he was. The issue is if you increase your size, then you can be able to outgrow the problem or the limitation that you're in. So they start by saying, the Lord, the place where we are, see now. The place where we, we dwell is small. And, and Elisha says, well, this place has always been small. It's not that it was not small. The place has always been small. The place was waiting for you to get to a place where you can recognize, actually, I am living way below my capacity. I am living way below my, my grace. I'm living way below my anointing. I'm living way below what God can do with my life. And then it hits me. Then for that to happen, a change must occur. And for that change to occur, a process must be initiated because you cannot change without undergoing a process and change is a process and in that process small things die in the process so that they can allow big things to live but until and unless you changed you never could see the thing as the problem but the place remained the same so we want to look at the principles of expansion and the principles of enlargement that the Lord has ordained for us that we may be able to enlarge with our lives so the first principle here is the principle of prophecy. The Bible starts by saying, and the sons of the prophets said to Elisha. Now, when we say prophecy, we're not talking about somebody coming to tell you your name, what you've eaten, what you have not eaten, where were you, what have you done? That's part of it, but that's not what prophecy has been ordained. You see, for us to know this is that prophecy is you speaking forth the word of God. So now one thing you have to know is that the word of God is a building material. It is not a reading material. So when you talk about prophecy, we are talking about the part of the word of God that you shall use to build. Now, if you want to do something bigger, you need bigger materials. You cannot build a big house with materials that are weak. You need a solid material to build big things. And so the word of God is a building material. And prophecy is not just you telling people where they have been, what they have not done. No, no, no. Prophecy is breaking the seals of the word of God so that you can know the materials that you need in the season of life that you are in. And right now, 
now as a church in Kisumu, for every season, there is a word of God that you can use to build in that season. And if you keep building in the season with the word of God, you are guaranteed to be enlarged. You are guaranteed to be expanded because the word of God, as it is written, when it becomes a prophecy, is now that the word of God is now being spoken. And two things you have to know about prophecy. The first part of prophecy is that prophecy is about foretelling. And so the word of God does not come to speak to you about your past. It comes to cast to you a picture of your future. And so prophecy comes to, ex uh, to, ex uh, to work alongside vision and dreams. The spirit of God speaks about the future. And so because of the future ahead, the prophecy going forth, the word of God now begins to align you with the future you had not even think that you're qualified for. And so you cannot enlarge if you're not prophetic in thinking. You cannot enlarge if you're not prophetic in nature because when you are concerned about the present, you can miss the opportunities of the future because there is something in your present today that looks like a seed. But if you can see the future, it can be a tree. But if you are not prophetic, you will just say, all I have is a seed because prophecy gives you a dimension of tomorrow in the now. And many of us who are struggling right now, the Bible says where there is no vision, the people perish. And it says where there is no open revelation or prophetic utterance, the people perish. So a vision is what preserves a people from destruction. Now the second thing is that when the prophecy has cast the, victor, uh, the picture of the future, the second aspect of the prophecy is to modify when we say that prophecy and the word of God is a building tool, is that now that the Lord has told you that the place where you are is small, you don't go back and settle down. Now you go back and use that word to modify the present. Because the word of God is a building material. It can modify your body because it made your body. It can modify your finances because it made gold. It can modify your health because it made your blood. It can modify your relationship. So you go back now with the same word and begin to modify. And that is why the Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 verse number 3, by faith we understand that the things that are made are made from the things that are not seen. And it moves down there. It says that by faith we understand that the world's were made by the word of God. So that the things that are seen are made from the things that are not seen. So that word worlds is not a static state. That word worlds is a modifying state. That the world was modified by the agency of the word of God. God woke up one morning and he saw the earth was dark. And he saw that darkness was over the face of the waters. And there was darkness and depth in the earth. And there was nothing living, nothing moving. Everything was in chaos. And God said, I can modify that. I can modify that. So he said, let there be light. And there was light. Then he said, light is good. Then I said, let there be the sun. What was God doing? He was using his word to modify the earth. So you who is listening to me today, when God has given you a prophecy, now you need to find the modifying tools. And that is the word of God. You have to know that the spirit of prophecy gives you the power to modify. And I don't want you people in Kisumu to accept the testimony of the world that the people say that because 
because you come from this family and because you live in this place and because you have come from this place that it cannot change. Hear me. The word of God can modify any state. One time in the Bible, a man came to Jesus and said, ah, sir, 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 stop there. I have a sick servant back at home, back there at home. And, and the, Jesus said, okay, let me go over and heal him. He said, nope, don't come. Imagine you, you get the attention of the king and he says, I want to come. And he says, no, don't come. He said, I'm a man and authority and I'm a man in authority. And because of my authority, I can say to one, go, and he goes. To one, come, and he comes. To the other, stay, and he stays. Then he says, okay, you go, and your servant will be healed. The Bible says, at that moment, the servant was at home sick with epilepsy, tormented, perplexed, lying in his bed. But suddenly, without the permission of the servant, another man is speaking about him. Without the permission of the servant, the servant is not there, but his case is being settled where the word of God is being spoken. Suddenly, I can imagine I was that man, and suddenly, I hear a fever has left me, an oppression has left me, and I wonder, what has happened? I've not taken my mid-morning medication. Somebody somewhere used the word of God to modify your situation. And so today, the prophecy is not just telling you you shall be rich. The prophecy is also giving you the tool to modify the poverty right now, affecting, afflicting, tormenting you right now. It can be modified. So the first principle is that you have to learn the power of prophecy. Stop accepting to be a logical person. Oh, you know I'm a thinker. How many thinkers are dying in debt and poor and broken, can't buy nothing? But there are people who are prophetic that they got a word from God and they had a word from God and they took it and they went back and started modifying their lives. They started thinking differently about themselves. They started saying, hey man, I cannot think like this. I have to change the way I think. I have to change the way I relate. It is the first principle of enlargement in the life of a person. And that's why our pilot scripture says, sing oh barren woman. It doesn't say, oh get children then sing. It says, sing oh barren woman. That is prophecy because prophecy sings when it is barren because prophecy has already known that my children shall be more than the one with the husband because the word of God can make me produce more than the one with the husband. You can be blessed in this season. Hear me, you can be blessed in this season. Life pool, you can be blessed in this season. Whoever is listening, you can modify your situation tonight. I don't accept the lie of the devil. People are dying. People are this. People are this. What one have to my job? You start talking like that. You start, you keep talking like that and let's see how far it takes you. I have seen what positive confession has done and I've seen what negative confession has done. And I can tell you, you keep talking, I think like I'm going down. I think this, you keep talking like that, we will meet in the future and you will tell us who will be doing much better. Look at the negative talker and the positive talker and meet them in the future and see any negative person with a happy marriage, happy children, happy career. Nothing happens once the confession has been made, you start modifying the world to manifest for you what you have been speaking over yourself. So you have to accept, I cannot be enlarged like that. I can't be enlarged without the spirit of prophecy. And the Bible says the spirit of Christ is the spirit of prophecy. 
So I want you to take a moment and begin to bless yourself. What was I thinking? What was I thinking? Begin to speak over yourself and tell yourself, no more small thinking, no more small living, no more small. I refuse to be small. Father, it is impossible for your word and small to be together. Your word cannot enter and small stays. Either small stays and your word stays away. But as your word is coming forth, let it shatter every small fence, every small leap, every small mind, every small thinking. Lord, let it cause me to enlarge. Let me begin to see more. Let it give me ideas of modifying that shall change my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Number two, the Bible says, and the sons of the prophets came to Elijah. That's the second principle. It's the principle of sonship. sonship. Now you can never be enlarged teaching yourself. If you needed somebody to bath you, somebody to bathe you, somebody to teach you, the lie of the devil is that you can circumcise yourself. The lie of the devil is that when God has given you, when you want to enlarge, you can enlarge independently. You must ask yourself, whose son must I become to enlarge? Because enlargement is embodied in principles. And one of the principles of enlargement is sonship. Hear me, hear me, hear me. The reason why your life is not moving as you want is because, the, you know, you may refuse to be somebody's son, but you are automatically somebody's son. There is somebody whose words move you to action. Some of you, unfortunately, are children of your children. When your children cry, you run to the floor. You run everywhere because your children have become your parents. But you must learn the principles of sonship because you have to know this, that not everything in life is to be fought for. Not everything in life is to be fought for. Not everything in life is to be fought for. If you manage and recognize the right relationships, and if you invest in the right relationships, there are relationships that can give you a location in life. There are relationships that can give you and start you at the third floor. Because when you are somebody's son, automatically, every battle he has conquered, you will never fight. When you are somebody's son, you have already st you start at the point of his victories, not at the point of his battles. But when you choose at your partner, even me, and, and this is the lie, because you begin to operate as an independent son, and then you begin to find that fatherhood is not what you think. Most of us, we stay in a place when these people go to a place and they discover the place was small. The place was small because Elisha was feeding them. As long as there is somebody who is pouring into your life, that is when you'll begin to see things are not as big as you think. When I was starting out in church, I, when we started the church 10 years ago, I had never been served a letter by a lawyer. I had never been served letters by auctioneers. I had never been served uh, uh, letters uh, of, being, uh, of being thrown out of our premises. I had never been to court, never had police cases. I was just a good boy preaching the gospel, laying hands on the sick and going home. But 10 years later... I have had lawyers, I have had auctioneers, I have had, I have had seasons of testings that now you may look at me and say my sermons are dry. But there was a time they were oily. You are oily because I have fought battles for you that you never have to fight. The cost of starting is not easy. 
and many of us, you are trying to start what another person has started. And because you are struggling to be a son, you will always be a false starter. You will have 10 starts. You will destroy relationships with fathers so that you can have brothers. And hear me, 10 brothers cannot make one father. 10 sisters cannot make one father. Even if they come, you know, you may see the nakedness of your father, but that does not mean he doesn't have the covenant with God. Because when you're dealing with fathers, they are carriers of covenant. God does not make covenant with children. I... He doesn't make covenants with children. He reveals himself through the covenants he has made with the father to the children. And so there's an experience you will have with God, not because of you, but because somebody else has a covenant with God that you're now a beneficiary of. And so the principle of sonship, the principle of sonship, and I don't want to belabor that point, but Jesus said one thing about a true son is that a true son is accountable we are now worshiping digitally. You cannot be absent and blessed at the same time. You cannot be stressed and blessed at the same time. Actually, I was going through some issues, so I stayed away. Some people are even releasing themselves. They're telling themselves, well, uh, things are thick right now. I need to go. When things settle down, I'll come back. You will sell your birthright. And many of us children and ministers and people who are listening to me, you are walking without a birthright because you have sold your sonship. You have sold your right of relationship because you want the affection of people. I have lost people who could have been more in their lives because they were deceived by the praises of people around them. You are sharp, you are wise, oh, you are better, oh, and this shouting and praising does not bless you because praise is not blessed. You can be praised and cast like the devil was a praiser, but he's a cast praiser. And you are deceived because the people sometimes who love you, you don't need them. And the people whom you need, you may not love them. But they may come to you packaged as a nuisance. But they can be fathers. And so if you don't learn the value of sonship, if you don't learn the place of sonship, you will lose your rightful birthright in life. There are things you're not supposed to battle for. Josh can sing here, but he doesn't need to battle to buy a keyboard, to buy a mixer, to buy a microphone, to buy a cable, to buy a camera for him to sing to you. I can buy the keyboard, the microphone, so you can listen to him, but he doesn't need to have to buy the, all those things. By the time he buys the keyboard, the mixer, the camera, so that he can sing to you. How long do you think it will take? And this is why the enemy wants the, the enemy wants children like you to be destroyed. Because he's lying to you. Ah, we utaweza. Ikitu, ikitu naijua. Ikitu naijua. Ikitu, ikitu. Jesus needed a baptizer for him to have legitimacy on the earth. So it is impossible for you to be legitimate without nobody to baptize you. You need a baptizer because the heavens will not open because you are independent. The heavens will open because you have fulfilled the righteousness of sonship. When God announced Jesus, he did not say, this is the Messiah. John said, this is the lamb. God said, this is my son. So you cannot carry destiny without the identity of a son. 
It is impossible. You have to be somebody's son. You need somebody who stands up in your face. Like I stood up in the face of my son, Jacob, our elder in Kisumu. He was an elder in Outering. And he came and told me, sir, I want us to go out to go do business in Kisumu, blah, 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 blah. I told him, don't do business. Go in Kisumu. As you're setting up the business, I want you to set up the church. He said, who will be the pastor? I said, your wife will be the pastor. The wife was just a praise and worship leader. She used to just sing in the church there. And then uh, breastfeed the children and say, I've served God. And then he told her, no, you will be the pastor. And we never had another meeting. I told Pastor Charles, take care of her. Prepare her for ministry to be a pastor. Jacob, go set up a place. We will come and start. Now look at where we are. Because he was a son who could become accountable. And because he was accountable, he could be directed. Now he's enjoying and he has become a blessing to a people because he could be he could have said, No, but my, my I want to do business. My my wife is a teacher in Nairobi. I want her to stay in Nairobi. Me, I'll be going and coming back. We told her, go and do the work of the church. Look at where they are. And they will be greater than what we are right now. It is a principle that many of us, we are the only ones who struggle with being sons because we are talented, but we remain scavengers. We remain scavengers. You know, every time we go to the zoo, we go to see rare birds, eagles, owls. We don't go to see crows. Because crows, you don't need to go to the zoo. Just go outside. Pour garbage outside. A crow will show up. But eagles... Hi. That one you have to really, really go. You really need to travel to see an eagle. But crows just leave trash outside. Just because you are flying, you are a bird, yes, but what bird are you? You could be living less because you are proud enough to acknowledge that I need to be somebody's son. And many of you, let me tell you, the offenses you are working with, thinking that they will become or you will use them or they can cause you to rise and be greater than your father. Hear me. The Bible says it very clearly. It cannot be well with you if it is not well with you and your father. It says, honor your father. Don't really love them, but honor them so that it may be well with you. Not for the father. He, the father can be a drunkard, but it, so that it shall be well with you. So if you want wellness in your life, just learn the principle of sonship. And what is sonship? Learn to walk in honor. Stop deceiving yourself. I'm always dealing with people around me who think are intelligent. And because they're intelligent, they don't have honor. And because they're intelligent, they don't need discipline. And because they're intelligent, they don't need governance. Five years down the line, they are where they are. The girl left them. The boy left them, and then now they've come to their senses. Because intelligence is not a substitute for honor. Intelligence is an avenue by which you seek wisdom. And if you are intelligent and you're listening to me, you need to find the wisdoms for building. Because intelligence does not qualify you for success. I hope you can hear me. Thirdly, thirdly, if the place is too small, the Bible says, it says, let us go to the Jordan. And that's the third thing uh, we want to talk about. I've got 10, 15 minutes to go. Because you have to learn the principle of momentum. You cannot expand without motion. You cannot expand without motion. They said, let us go to the Jordan. Hear me. Some of the things we need in our lives are not in our environment. 
Some of the people who are necessary in our vision are not in our current circle. But for us, we have to ask ourselves, should we sit here and wait for success or should we go out there? So they say, let us go to the Jordan because some things we want for our lives, they are not here. They are somewhere else. And because they are somewhere else, it is us to go where those things are. You can never be great without exposure. And that is the purpose of motion. It will bring you exposure. And exposure will create excellence. And excellence will bring about enlargement in your life. Now, people who don't move, they celebrate everything that they have. They see the world through the lenses of everything they've been brought up with. They begin to think like their community. They become like Gideon. I'm the smallest. We are the least. We are the weakest. But they don't know that they were a family of valor. It is cycles of oppression that are standing them to think that they are the smallest and they are the weakest. And so it says, you go, let us go into the Jordan and there we will find timber where we shall be able to build. And so momentum and motion and we of us who are in Kisumu, hear me, the church will not grow when you are seated down. Your life will not get better when you are seated down. You can go and pray and come back and see no difference. But until you accept that I have to take the step, I have to make the phone call. I have to make the invite. I have to go and knock the door. I have to go and make the request. I have to go and print a flyer. I have to go and make networks. I have to go. You cannot get greatness just hanging around where you are brought up. You have to leave the comforts of your environment and get out and go to the place where you can find exposure. And that exposure will teach you a better, excellent way of doing what you have always been doing. So I challenge you, create some motion in your life. Let us hear tomorrow that every one of us, I looked for two people and told them, join our telecast, be in our program, be part of us. I went and looked for a customer. I went and did this because you cannot enlarge without motion. Enlargement is movement. Enlargement is motion. The Holy Spirit is a moving spirit. He's not just a sitting spirit. He's a moving spirit. And you can't walk with God and he does not stir you to get up, get out, and he'll make you. You're saying, oh God, make me and I'll get out. God tells Abraham, no, 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 you get up, get out, and I'll make you. If you want God to make you, move. Move. Hear me. Move. Move. There is more you can see when you start moving. Abraham was seated one day in his tent and he was seeing the roof of his tent. His cousin, Lot, has gone to the green side of life. Anayolo, anadunda, vitu zina happen. And him is seated on the desert side of life, looking at his old wife, looking at his old self. And then he's seated in a tent in the middle of the desert, looking up, he's seeing the roof, and God tells him, Sir, get out of that tent. Because if you only see the tent, you'll only hit the tent. Get out. And he says, look at the stars, look at the skies, look at the horizons. And he tells him, start moving to the east and to the west. Why was it necessary? God knew because without action, without motion, there will be no participation from him. So God tells him, get out of your tent and then you will start seeing. 
you'll start seeing clearly you'll start seeing things differently but as long as you're seated in your tent in your igloo i let me tell you you may feel that the best days of your life are behind you it's because you're still trying to reach people who left your life you're still having pictures of your exes in your wallet you're still having pictures of your exes hanging around the house and that's why you're wondering why i don't think as if my life is moving when you get out of that tent you'll be surprised that there are more people outside here ready wanting to marry somebody as broken as you you know you're walking around with the definition of your ex he said you are a good for nothing you are not a go-getter you are not a smart you are not charming you have a big stomach and so you sit around that teletubby and then now you begin to feel yet you don't know as black as you are there's somebody as brown than you who has never seen something something as black and beautiful like you that is how god works it is in momentum that you meet god it is in motion that you meet god faith is an action without action faith dies and many of us have killed our faith by saying oh god you promised me a house where is it get out man you can't build a house inside a house get out of the small house get outside there and you shall meet god where he is fourthly in the interest of time we've got 10 minutes before we go the bible says here that they said please let us go from there and let us make there a place where we may dwell so he answered them and said go then one said please consent with your servant and he said please consent to go with your servant and he says i will go with you now this is one of the things that that you have to learn is that for many of us when you are dealing with prophetic people and when you are dealing with enlargement many of us are looking for approvals without accompaniment uh, in the journey of life and in many things that people want to do many people come to me for me to bless them and the people who are looking for the blessing they're looking for my approval but they have a fortified attitude of survival in my absence yet they don't know that that which i blessed i still have the wisdom of how it shall work by the time you discover my value you will be far gone far spent far lost and far costly for you because they said not only do we want you to let us go but we also want you to come with us now hear me you must appreciate the role of a pastor in your life let me tell you something let me tell you wacha mchezo tumeka kwa kanisa siku hizi atumetupia ile pastor tantrum umetupia ile pastor tantrum ule na preach someone refu ule na preach someone fupi ule sijua kona girlfriend ule sijua kona nini so now umekana kasili bible kako unajisomea hapo ecclesiastes at i can hear god for myself brother sister you are playing with fire this bible has produced mad men this bible has produced mad men this bible has produced mad women this bible this bible has made scholars stupid this bible that you're claiming you can read by yourself this bible has turned people who are doing better with alcohol into fools because when you try to do this without shepherding because the secret of excess is to accept i need to be shepherded the place where you want to build i may not have the the the, the, the desire of a bigger place 
But I can help you how to build big things. David said, the Lord is my shepherd. Then he comes to the New Testament and he said that Jesus Christ is the good shepherd. Then in the book of Acts chapter 20, Paul says, shepherd the church. So you who is desiring enlargement, you must accommodate a shepherd in your life. And if you are in Kisumu and if you are listening to me, you can get the blessing, but you need a shepherd who will help you be able to recover whenever you lose in the journeys of life. Because you can be operating in destiny, but you are in destruction. You are sabotaging yourself because you are shepherding yourself. Oh, but how come I got here by myself? Really? Really? God ordained for us to meet. And those of you who are in Kisumu, you have a pastor there. Pastor Judy is your shepherd. Don't just come to church the Sunday that we are praying for the sick or we are praying for people without jobs. Now that you have gotten the job, we don't see you. Now tithing is expensive. Now everything we are doing is costly. We are taking so much. No, 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 no. They said, we want you to go with us. And if 2021 will teach you something, is that those who go with the shepherd, they shall have a difference. If you look at the book of Ezra, this one I'll read. This one I'll read. This one I'll read. Ezra chapter number 6. Now I know some of you have never even read the book of Ezra, yet you're shepherding yourself. Even Ezra. If I tell you, by the way, where is the book of Ezra? In which epoch of the Bible was the book of Ezra written? You're wondering. Ezra, 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 Ezra is my ex. Ezra is also a book in the Bible. Uh, Ezra, Ezra is there. Listen to this. Listen to this. Ezra. It says here that Ezra chapter number 6. Is it chapter 6? Yeah, it's chapter 6. It says here, verse 14. So the elders of the Jews built and they prospered through the prophesying of Haggai the prophet and Zechariah the son of Edo, and they built and finished it according to the commandment of God. Now, when you are dealing with shepherding, it is possible that you may have to build, but the building will move at the speed of your relationship with your shepherd. And you, many of us have got unfinished things because the things you want to build, you may start them, but you don't have the eye, the angle of how you shall finish those things. So if the enemy does not stop you from starting, he will stop you from finishing by separating you from your shepherd. He will make what you could have built by being shepherded, that you will spend what you should have spent on building, squandering and entertaining yourself and trying to say, well, things have not been working for me because you did not align yourself with shepherding. They said, go with us. And I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you. If you're listening to me, I am no longer shy to tell you that pastors are important in this land. You may equate us with the bars, you may equate us with thieves, you may equate us with anything, but you cannot deny that there is a pastor who is genuinely called of God and he is important in the establishment of men and in the prospering of men. You can't build without prospering. You can despise me, but you cannot despise the God who called me. Hear me, when the people were in a famine, Elijah was being fed by ravens from the heavens. And so you may be taught that oh you know these pastors and it's okay we are these pastors 
It is okay. I am not the good pastor. I am even the bad ones. We are part of the bad pastors. But in the midst of the bad ones, in the midst of those bad ones, you never put the oil on them. You never put, you can never go tell God, God, remove your hand from Weli. You know, I don't like him. I don't like the way he talks. Put it on uh, Smasher. Smasher is hands up. When God was calling me, he had Smasher's number. When God was calling me, he had your number. Why would God overlook a righteous man like you? A holy man like you? Why, why would God overlook you? And yet you are so perfect. And then he decided to look at a fool like me. Because God has chosen the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. And while you think that you are bringing down and that you are, you are trying to tear down, you will discover that where you are going, when you start, you may know where to get. But where you are going, you will discover the value of your pastor. And I want to tell you, don't live long enough before you have learned the value of your pastor. By the time this story ends, you will hear someone had an axe and he lost it. And the only person who could help in that situation was somebody they had asked, come with us. And many of us will discover that there are things you will destroy right now. I have lost good daughters to church boys because church boys have told them, I've fallen out with him, you fall out with him. So church girls are running aimlessly, restlessly around this country because somebody has told them marriage is an entry into heaven. Hear me, my daughters. You are not cast single. Actually, if you are a miserable single, marriage is a union for the miserable. Now, if you don't come with your happiness... At you're saying, I want to be married to be happy. You are coming to bring in because it is a union for the miserable. The other one needs a helper. Why do you think he needs a helper? He's miserable. And you, you are coming saying, I need, I need a man who can take care of me. You, at your age, somebody committing his life to take care of you. Who has he been taking care for of his last 40 years, 35 years? Oh, I'll take care of you. I'll take care of you. Two, three months down the line, we are not gelling. We don't have chemistry. We don't have this. You thought marriage would be the place to solve it because you entered in a relationship. You threw away your pastor. Now the axe is falling off. The man is behaving like a king cobra. And now you begin to wonder, when he was under so-and-so, he had order. He had structure. He had honor. I joined him in dishonor. Now we are both naked. Now we are both scavengers. Now we are both broke. And the man you left is still thriving. He's abounding. And it is because you said, I will go. I want this guy. Walk with your shepherd. Watch you, man. Things have become harder. Things have become, they were hard. Now they are harder. Paul said, after I have left, wolves will come. And so because you cannot see the wolves, wolves will come. And they're not after me. They're after you. You see, the only thing a wolf fear is the presence of a shepherd. Oh, you worship your pastor. You tell him, then you give me the one to worship. Please, I worship mine. Where is your pastor? These men who are walking around, no pastors, no Bible, no spiritual authority. They are on TikTok. Which, what are these? TikTok, at now these are the ones who want to teach you. You go to their school certificates, went nowhere. Go to their, they went nowhere. They haven't built anything material with their lives, but they want to tell you that, no, 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 we can't worship in that church. I, I, I want a church where I am felt. Who are you to be felt? We want to feel the Holy Spirit. Who are you to be felt? Are you the Holy Spirit? 
We have to allow the place of a shepherd in your life. Don't be ashamed to tell somebody, I want my pastor to pray over this business. I am calling my pastor to pray over this family. Don't be ashamed to call him to pray over you. Don't hide because when people are posting pictures of Cristiano Ronaldo, they don't hide. When, when, when your team wins, they don't hide. When, when, they, when, when people are supporting this government and it was coming in power, they were posting their pictures. They were posting happy birthday. They were posting Tanotena. Now you are telling you, now don't post the picture of your pastor. If you post his picture, he, we are worshipping him. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? We have to learn that God has still placed men in this earth to be a blessing to us. They may not be perfect. Some may be struggling with alcohol. Some may be struggling with sex. Some may be struggling with stewardship of money. Some may be struggling with grammar and English sentences. Just because they are struggling, it doesn't mean that God has retired them because God can take them to heaven tonight. Tonight. Uh, tonight. But he has still made it possible so that you can get a blessing from that person. They said, sir, come with us. The principle of shepherding. It's important. And I want us to know that in Kisumu we have a pastor. We want to receive the giving of God's people. We shall continue from there tonight. Our pay bill number is down there and I'll read it for you. 977212. Our pay bill number is 977212. And I want us to pray tonight that God will enlarge you. There is no sheep that outgrows a shepherd. There is no sheep that outgrows a shepherd that does not get slaughtered. And if you want to retain this grace, this peace, this joy, this capacity to enlarge, accept to be shepherded. Stop quarreling with your pastors. The Bible says those who labor in the Lord for you, let them do it gladly, not miserably, for they shall not be profitable to you. I am brought to profit you. I am brought to profit you, to profit you. I am a gift in your life. If you open me up, if you stick with the box, you'll complain about the packaging. But if you open the box, you'll be surprised it is for your blessing. Our pay bill number is 977212. Tonight, I want us to give. I want us to give honorably. I want us to give generously. Because I want us to give knowing that God does not bring his word to us just for us to listen to it. He brings it to us so that we can build with it. And one thing that builds our lives is how we give to God. So 977212 is the pay bill number. As the band gives us a song, I want you to know that the Lord is about to bless you and to keep you. We shall be...
so proud of you pastor judy together with the team that is working hard in kisumu we love you we appreciate you we cannot wait to join our final prayer we are so proud of you pastor judy together with the team that is working hard in kisumu we love you we appreciate you we cannot wait to join you tomorrow to finish these principles but we want to pray tonight that the god of enlargement the god who enlarges the god who speaks and it becomes that tonight as he has spoken to you, whatever he has spoken in your heart, it shall become. Father, tonight we decree a blessing over the people. We pray, Father, that as they've listened to their word, that Lord God, the word has not fallen on fallow ground, but on good ground. We pray that this word will produce not just 60, not just 30, but it shall produce a hundredfold. I bless this commission in Kisumu. I bless the pastor and the team and the people and the land of Kisumu and the county of Kisumu declaring that Kisumu, you are blessed. You are God's chosen people. You are God's peculiar people. You are God's royal people. 
And in this season, the Lord shall continue to work a work in that city and in that town. I bless this church. I bless this daughter. May the Lord release his wisdom, his grace, and his capacity to enlarge. I decree, may the peace of the Lord that surpasses all human understanding be your portion in Jesus' name. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and ensure that tomorrow, same time, we shall be here live to bring you the word of the Lord. Remember the pay bill number is 977212. The pay bill number is 977. It's running down there and it shall be a blessing to you. One more time, we go to the band as we sign off in Jesus' name.
Judy Owino and I'm the lead pastor of Lightful Chapel Kisumu. Our anniversary is coming from Tuesday on the date of 6th. We'll have ministers of God coming to impact our lives. Pastor Judy Owino and I'm the lead pastor of Lightful Chapel Kisumu. Our anniversary is coming from Tuesday on the date of 6th. We'll have ministers of God coming to impact our lives. I want to tell us that it's our season of enlargement. God is willing and ready to enlarge us in whichever capacity. If you allow the power of darkness to stay around you for long, it is impossible for life to spring up from you. This is our season of enlargement. Pastor Judy Owino and I'm the lead pastor of Lightful Chapel Kisumu. Our anniversary is coming from Tuesday on the date of 6th. We'll have ministers of God coming to impact our lives. I want to tell us that it's our season.